Hi everyone, this is Megan Van Petten. And this is Lindsay Poss. You're listening to the Esports Next podcast. Here, we will highlight the fantastic guests and speakers of the Esports Next conference. Esports Next 2022 is presented by Morgan Stanley and is located in Sweet Home, Chicago. Don't forget to register to secure your spot at the conference and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to this episode of Esports Next podcast, the official podcast of the Esports Next conference. I'm Megan Van Petten and I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Lindsay the Boss Poss. This episode, we are delighted to welcome Emmy Award winning, devoted chair of the Esports Trade Association's Regulated Video Game and Esports Committee and CEO of G3 Esports, Anthony God. Anthony, welcome to the show. You have so many titles. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for having me back. I'm excited. Yes, this is great. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself as in what was your entry point to esports? What's your current role? What are all those titles? What do they mean? Well, I guess it depends on how you define esports. Uh, we, uh, I have a, a gaming background uh, working for companies um, including Nexon, Microsoft, and Disney Interactive uh, developing video games. So we've done a lot of video games in that space for a lot of properties you probably heard of Kingdom Hearts, Star Wars, Marvel, uh, and Epic Mickey. So we started making games years and years ago. Um, and during that process, we owned a Korean studio. And as part of going back and forth to, to, to work with that studio, we uh, would often go to Korea for, for a week at a time. And sometimes we would most times actually go to lunch all together as a group. The whole company would go somewhere. And I think the first time that I realized that esports was, was a thing was during one of those, uh, lunches we saw a, like a commotion and, and, you know, wanting to know what was going on. I asked what was going on and, and somebody said that there was a, a Starcraft player. And the th first thing that came into my mind was Starcraft. Like the video game StarCraft? And he said, yeah, he's a really big player. And it's, it's you know, he's, everyone's very excited to have him here for the tournament. I'm like, what tournament? So I quickly found out that video games are played there in the same way that sports are played here. You know, soccer, football, basketball, baseball. Uh, they have channels, had channels in Korea at the time just for video games. And they did in Japan as well. Uh, and that was like totally shocking to me. So that was that was my first, uh, and then we proposed a partnership with Comcast that we actually didn't go through, but it was called Versus to have a video game sports bar sort of thing going base because it was so popular in Korea that we saw that it was everywhere. You know, it was one of those things like when you do the punch buggy with a Volkswagen that once you say something that you notice it everywhere else. I guess I had noticed. Um, because I didn't watch a lot of Korean t television because I don't speak Korean. I didn't, I never thought to look, but once you looked, it was everywhere. And then subsequently, I learned that some game releases like Kart Rider, uh, which is sort of like a very, very similar to Mario Kart, are such a popular, uh, game. It's such a popular game that when they release these in Korea, it would be the equivalent of a kind of like a, like a semi holiday. Everyone's very excited and kids go to 7-Eleven and get these game cards and um, get special bonuses and power-ups. So it, when we saw that uh, and after we left Disney, we wanted to bring that here to the States. And I'm right outside of Atlantic City. 
So we wanted to to see if we can kind of drum up that sort of enthusiasm for video games and competitive video games here in the States. So that's that's my first exposure to it. Well, you know, you certainly have an eye for what's hot, what's next, being a five-time, is it five-time Grammy Award winner? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> or what is it? Well, we've been nominated for Emmy Awards. Emmy, yeah, it's Emmy. You know, about five or six times. And yeah. depending on how you look at it, we won some officially and we won some that, because of the way the Emmys work and the way the Canadian funding system works, I was art director on a couple of shows that I wasn't allowed to say I was art director on because that's the way the, the shows get funded in Canada. But they, you know, they won Emmy Awards as well for art direction. So we've, we've, the teams that we've worked on and I've worked on have had a lot of success in that regard. That is, you know, it's it's so cool um, when when you came over to the conference, Esports Next last summer and I met you and I was like, seriously, Anthony God? The, the Emmy Award winner? <laughs> well, we're, trying to get, we're trying to get the space to be, the cool thing about that is the Emmy Awards um, are really a self-congratulatory award, right? So it's the industry saying this is something that we see people doing in the industry that we want to call out, right? Oscars, Grammys are all the same thing. Um, and right now you see a lot of esports awards being handed out in the States. And I think the one thing that's missing is that we haven't, is the awards are coming before the industry is solidified. So I think we need to, you know, solidify the industry before these awards are meaningful. So, right. so you see like Jeff um, Keeley is doing the, the video game awards. And I think those are actually legitimate now. We tried to see video game awards. We saw video game awards 20, 30 years ago and, and, and over the years, and they weren't really taken seriously like they are now, but now they're taken very seriously. Right. And I think the esports industry is putting the awards out before they're ready. Uh, because people don't really know these players. Most of them are players or teams or best streamer or whatever the category is. Um, and I don't think the industry is ready for that yet. I think we need to grow the industry first before those awards are taken seriously. But it's those awards are meaningful because it's your peers telling you or telling or identifying somebody of value. And I think what we're trying to do here is we're going to do the same thing. And it doesn't matter to us, honestly, who makes the awards. But it's our job, I think, the Esports Trade Association and others to, to, to legitimize the industry so those awards mean something. Well, and speaking of all that, and that was a, a perfect lead in just because that's exactly what EST Next or Esports Next is trying to do is bring together all kinds of industry leaders to start having these conversations about how it can build a more legitimate industry. So can you tell me more about what contribution you'll be making at the conference, what you're doing there? what people should look forward to seeing from you. Well, I will be handing out drinks and Perfect. Food. You will be the man of the hour then. <laughs> to that. Um, no, I think part of what we're doing uh, with Eric Weiss and Harry Jackson is, uh, and uh, uh, Randy Gross, who's also going to be joining us, is going to be getting the word out about the consolidation I was just talking about. Uh, the standardization of an industry to create standards that we can use to to potentially enter the wagering field uh, for companies. At least it's a choice that can they can make and understand how to make that choice. So if they want to turn their esports company 
and launch and operate events that are wagered on, we're creating those standards as one side of what we're bringing, uh, which I think is relevant to the crowd that we're bringing to, to Chicago. The other part of it is going to be uh, maybe not so much discussed, but maybe touched on is what those standards are on the regulator side and what the regulators are looking for to be able to standardize video game wager, video game competitions, which is what esports is, and creating a legitimate um, industry where it's monitored, expectations are made that uh, there are standards and 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 and, and oversight. Right? We want to be able to say this is legitimate, and if someone deviates from these sort of norms that are going to be collectively created, we're not creating these them. They're they're we're gathering input from a whole bunch of different sources, players, teams, regulators, companies, states, legislators. Um, but once these norms are established, that this, these are the norms, right? And I think going back to to the Emmy Awards, this is sort of where we want to be is where we standardize these things. Uh, so all of us have expectations that we could meet. And then uh, once we solidify that, then the industry is taking more seriously. Uh, so we're going to bring a lot of the, the information to the esports companies that are interested potentially getting into the wagering uh, esports wagering field. And sorry, usually we pass back and forth, but I just have one kind of follow-up question real quick here, because in a previous conversation, we talked about how one of the things that you were really looking to bring into the industry is monetization for orgs to be able to survive and how this is one, one avenue to do that. But can you speak a little bit more to your passion about making these orgs monetize and kind of why you are invested in seeing teams grow in the space and what that means to you? Yeah, and I know in a lot of our like behind the scenes meetings, we've I, I've I've spoken about the need to grow the power that we have, right? So the esports companies have a tremendous amount of power if that power is utilized. And what I mean by utilized is is that you know that we create these standards. They keep ref referring to, and then we use them to 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 say to the game publishers, "Hey, we have the ability to help you out. We have the ability to take your product, your game, and create a community around it that we can sustain." Um, but in order to do that, we need to to sort of you know that's why the esports trade association is put together. Um, right now, a lot of the companies are struggling because we're, we're, we're in, on one hand fighting with each other for scraps. On the other hand, not really given an adequate voice with the leagues and the publishers um, that that we matter. Right. So when, even when we have a relationship and a license for a game, we're given a series of rules that we either comply with or just we move on. We're given a limit to the amount of money that we can make. We're given a lot of way, limits to how the how the events can be run, and who the sponsors can be, and it makes it very very difficult for those who are running these operations to, to turn a profit. They can't predict whether they'll get the license. They can't predict, you know, a whole bunch of these different things. It makes it very very difficult. So part of what we're trying to do is to create a unified body that can go and have, uh, I wouldn't say negotiate, but at least represent the esports uh, e companies in order to have a, a stronger voice. A lot of the smaller companies are just not going to have any, any ability to, to sort of make these good deals. Um, and I think 
part of what we're trying to do with the wagering industry is that here's a way that you can do both. You can provide a service that other uh, that the publishers are not going to get into, and you can generate more viewership and more of a return for your company if you get into the space. You just have to follow these rules. So there's a, a very strong case to be made that wagering is what esports needed in the same way that baseball needed wagering in the late 1800s to solidify itself and become mainstream. We're so fortunate to have you and your committee and your leadership here at the Esports Trade Association. Tell us a little bit about what people can expect at Esports Next and what differentiates our conference from the others and um, you, you know what your experience was last year and what to expect this year. I think it's just more realistic expectations. There's a lot of, you know, the kind of speeches you hear and the kind of talk you hear and the kind of people you meet are not necessarily outsiders looking to just learn more, uh, but there's a lot of people that legitimately you can learn from yourself and you'll hear a lot more realistic talk and what needs to be done as opposed to, you know, there's a lot of, of people that talk about the, the, the upside of esports, which is a lot of upside to esports, but how are you going to do it? That's why this conference is different. This conference is more of how are we going to get to that upside as opposed to talking, you know, the upside up to the point where it just becomes this, this kind of heavenly uh, place that we all want to go to. How do we get there? And I think that's the difference between this conference and any other conference. I think that's really insightful. And I think that those real conversations are really important. And it's going to be, I'm looking forward to this because this is my first time going. And I've mentioned that on the podcast before, but it's going to be really, really fun. But Grant, or Grant, <laughs> I was just thinking about Megan saying Grants. And then I said that as your name. That's a good, good job on my part. Anthony, <laughs> it was so wonderful having you today. I would love for people to be able to find you, follow you, learn more about your work, learn more about G3 Esports. So can you share all of your social media channels, anywhere you share your thoughts and opinions? Oh, I don't know. My social media channels are pretty goofy. I'm always talking about Star Wars and I'm talking about video That's games. That's even better. Well, <laughs> um, you know, the simplest place is to go to g3esports.gg. That's where we have a news feed and we have some side feeds. I have a, uh, a feed to my past uh, career. Um, we're going to make some announcements very soon, uh, some very big announcements, with which you guys may already know about. Um, but right now, we're, we've, we've stayed silent for a long time on purpose as we develop our software and our services and our media side. Um, but right now, g3esports.gg is the best place. And then Godzilla, I think my Twitter is Godzilla RX. I think that's what it is. So it's that's G -A -U -D. extremely clever. Yeah. yeah G-A-U-D-R-X is my Twitter sign. Very clever. You think? I'm always like intimidated to, to ever ask Anthony Godzilla what's next. I mean, even with the name Godzilla, like just don't ask him what's next. It's like when you talk to Anthony, you open up the refrigerator and there's the Grand Canyon, man. <laughs> you know? used to this, used to, I'm trying to look for it somewhere in his office. Uh, yeah, you can't. It's on the wall. There's a little Godzilla logo that we used to have. So it's uh, yeah, it's a name that we called our Disney studio here. It's our internal name for the Disney uh, development studio. It's a little green dinosaur. It's pretty cute. 
So fun and so cool. Thank you so much for joining us today. For all the listeners out there to find out more about Esports Next or to register, visit esportsta.org and we will see you next week.